0: Welcome to the Camp Owners Podcast. On today's show, we have some very special guests. Kelly and I invite our spouses to talk all things camp, the unique dynamic of being business partners and life partners and what the summer looked like for us this past year. Stay tuned.
1: This Go Camp Pro podcast is brought to you by Camp Brain. Camp Brain blends easy-to-use registration and management software with thoughtful customer service. They take pride in building long-lasting relationships through their amazing support and love they show to each client. Camp Brain is not only focused on your needs for summer 2022, but for your next 25 summers. For more information, visit them at campbrain.com/ownerspod.
2: Great scheduling is the backbone of every camper's experience, but when there's a staffing change, it's almost impossible to fill that role with someone who knows all the nuances that scheduling takes. So come check Camptivities out, specifically designed for camps by camp people. Find out more at camptivities.com.
1: Welcome to the Camp Owners Podcast, a space for camp owners to talk about the unique aspects of camp ownership and get inspired by each other. We are going to sit down with camp industry experts, leaders, and fellow camp owners to hear how the camp dream transpired for them, learn from each other, and discuss some of the biggest issues in the private camp industry. Welcome, I am Kelly Shuna, co-owner and director of Hidden Pines Ranch Day Camp, located in Stillwater, Minnesota.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Howie Grossinger and I am the co-owner of Camp Robin Hood, a day camp in the suburbs of Toronto. If you're looking to find and subscribe to the Camp Owners Podcast, you can either find us online at gocamp.pro/slash ownerspod or by searching for us in your favorite podcast app. Finally, if you're listening to this and think it would be useful for other camp owners or aspiring camp owners in your circle please feel free to send them a note to listen. Uh, Kelly, great to see you. And before we get things started, gotta give a big shout out to our sponsor, one of our sponsors for our podcast, and that's Camptivities. Imagine everybody, you quickly search Google for a camp activity scheduler, and you come across Camptivities, an activity scheduler for camps by camp people. As you click the link, you're already thinking, This would never work for my camp, but you begin to explore the many ways that Camptivities can help you. Group scheduling, camper scheduling, batch scheduling, lots of cabin groups on a day or a week schedule. This might actually work for us and save us a ton of time will be what you're saying to yourself once you check out Camptivities. Think about your organizational continuity and stop relying on one person to make your summer schedules. Um, Our camp has been using Camptivities for almost five years now and couldn't be happier. So grateful to Ryan and his team for being our show sponsors. And I know their team at Camptivities would love to show you what we all think is the next big thing in camp. Visit Camptivities.com to set up a time to chat. Well, we have a really, really awesome show today, Kelly. I know this took a lot of arm twisting potentially. I'm not <laughs> sure, but when our guests, when our guests hear about this topic, uh, I, I'd like to think they'll be really intrigued about the things we're going to to discuss. So here we are, as you know, Kelly, it's our third season, and we are now officially taking the plunge into having our spouses and business partners join us for this episode. Not sure if this will morph into couples therapy, but we know so many of our colleagues share their lives personally and professionally with each other, and some out there may actually be considering it. Um, We hope the four of us can provide some insight into what I know for for all of us is an incredibly rewarding experience, uh, but fully aware that this may not be for everyone. I'm really excited to introduce my partner in life and my business partner, Sari, to the show. Hi, Sari.
3: Good morning, everyone.
0: (laughs) Great to have you.
1: Thanks for inviting (laughs) me. Sorry, Sari, I cut you off. And I am introducing my husband, Peter, who uh, does camp with me, but also does a different job along the side. He has a side job, a little side (laughs) gig. Um, It's more than a side gig, but howie, I had the exact same thought. I was thinking, Oh my, this is kind of going to be like couples therapy. I'm just going (laughs) to listen to Peter talk and reflect. This will be lovely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be lots of fun, but you know, we've, we, I I know, you know, over the years we've gotten to know each other. We've, we've shared our our journey in camp ownership and uh, the role that our partnerships with our spouses have, you know, you know, have played in what we're experiencing in a typical year and through the entire pandemic. And we just thought that, you know, given some of the topics that we've had in the past that, you know, I think our listeners, we'd like to think that our listeners would would appreciate some insight in some of the things we've experienced together as couples uh, mm-hmm. running a business and running family and having children grow up at various stages, which I know we're at different stages. So uh, yeah, I, I look forward to exploring all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, Kelly, that maybe, you know, we we typically get our um, guests to give a bit of a, a background into sort of their journey in camp. And maybe we can ask, you know, Peter and Sari to do the same. Peter, maybe maybe you want to give us, you know, just a A little bit of insight into your journey into the into the industry up till now
4: all right well camp for me we bought the camp that i went to as a child so that was something from a young age that i sort of joked about with people that i wanted to buy camp um so I started here as a camper and then I loved it, hated the two summers. I think that I was stuck at home being the responsible oldest child uh, in summers. And I think I picked strawberries one summer and um, that was not very fun, at least compared to being at camp. So I came back and convinced the owner to be a junior counselor, worked here for four summers, some of the best four summers of my life. And then... Kelly and I met each other in college. We both enjoyed camping. She worked at a camp in northern Minnesota and called me when I was at home that summer and said, <laughs> hey, we need some guys up here. Um, I quit my job and went to another <laughs> camp just to uh, sit in the cabin and sleep with kids. So that was fantastic. Um, and then we started exploring our camp journey here as we um, moved closer to Stillwater and tried to make this a reality and we've already gone through six summers which is kind of crazy so that's at least the beginning of my camp jersey journey yeah you
1: left out you left out the part <clears throat> about one how you told the owner as a, like eight-year-old boy that you were gonna own this camp someday <laughs> which I think I love that part <clears throat> and then I love that there wasn't even a junior counselor position that you basically went to Claire and was like, You should hire me. I'm not old enough, but you should hire me. So, those are how those things happen, right? Like, oh, okay, maybe we'll make a junior counselor position. So, I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty brazen of you, but I love it. It was like you knew back then and you just threw it out in the universe. And here we go. Here we are.
4: Yeah. I- see that in a few of my children now. I never lack confidence, even if it was well misplaced, but I never lacked it. So (laughs) (laughs) I can identify with that.
1: (laughs) But here it is. Here it is.
3: All right, Siri, tell us about your story. So my journey started, I guess my parents um, met in university. My mom was a nurse and my dad was a competitive swimmer and he was in phys ed. And he decided that he wanted to um, train and he was training right through the summers, but he trained at a facility that actually hosted a camp as well. And so he was asked to be the head of swim there because he was always training in the morning and the evenings. And then my mom was the camp nurse as she was going through nursing school. And then they moved the site up to Markham where it is now just before I was born. And so I literally grew up at Robin Hood at our day camp. Um, my sister and I, and loved day camp from the get-go. But my parents always said it was important to also experience other types of camps too. So we did go to our friend's overnight camp and grew up there for a while, but realized that I really was a day camper at heart. So I ended back at Robin Hood and uh, worked my way through camp. Started as like the counselor, junior counselor, counselor, swim instructor. Um, my dad was always like, "You got to try out all these different areas." Uh, but my dream was always to one day join him as one of the directors of camp. How we went to a different day camp, but we won't hold that against him. And <laughs> uh, and then when we we got married, I had already been working at the day camp, but also my dad always said, "You have to have another." career as well so I went through as an occupational therapist and um, missed one summer at Robin Hood which was the hardest summer after being CIT coordinator and then haven't left Robin Hood since and brought Howie on board with me and then we kind of expanded our journey to our overnight camps as well. That's kind yeah. of my journey. Did I leave out anything How? <laughs>
0: No, it's just that uh, Sari and I started dating in high school. So we have, you know, uh, a relationship that, you know, spanned through our adolescence. And I after about two years, I loved camp. So I got the the I got enough nerve to actually apply for a job at her dad's camp, like two years into our relationship and <laughs> was kind of nervous about the whole thing. But Slowly, you know, was able to make a a positive impression, not only on his daughter, but on my contribution to camp, I think. And Mm -hmm. so he was really kind to give me some extra responsibilities every year. And it's kind of funny. The side joke about it all was the, the, the person who thought I would be a professional camp director very early wasn't necessarily Sari's parents, it was the site manager at Camp Robin Hood who I worked for post you know post university like in the months leading up to camp and we all got nicknames and our you know he's passed on since uh, his name is what was na- uh Wes Cooper and he gave me the nickname future boy when I was 19 years old. Huh. And it was this kind of funny thing that just like this running joke about he knew well before Sari's dad did that hmm, this might be for him kind of thing. So it was kind of this running joke and and yes, it's uh it's been a it's been a great journey. As many lis- listeners may remember, I I I was a high school teacher for 10 years before I took the plunge into full-time camp. And Sari and I are now have been doing it for 20 years. Uh, full-time and uh there you have it and you know it's been it's been awesome
1: wow well that leads us into I think the first thing that we wanted to talk about was have each of us describe what that partnership looks like from kind of the big picture to -to day-to-day because we have very different uh day-to-day so do the two of you want to talk about what that looks like now as far as your roles and how what that partnership looks like between the two of you
0: yeah, for sure, Sari. Do you want to give a thirty thousand feet, you know, view of of what we do together? Or maybe I don't know. Well,
3: people always look at us and go, "Really? Like you're married? You work together? You live together? You raise your kids together? You know? And your parents are involved still? Like how do you do it all?" Um, but we definitely find our ways to um, work together, but also explore our interests so that we're able to do a lot of volunteer work within the camp camp industry too. So I think it kind of gives us our own and, and Harry with the podcast with you, Kelly, like it gives us our own ways to be able to enjoy our camp experience. Um, but we definitely do this full time together. Um, obviously the off season looks a little different than when we're in camp season and, uh, having to work together that way. But we, we do, as you can see, you guys are sitting together in a room uh, that Mm. some may not be able to see. um, And we are in two separate rooms. Um, So we do a lot of stuff together, but we also make sure that we've got some, some nice boundaries in the way that we, we run our camp too, which I think is really important to make it all work.
0: Yeah. And I think specifically, you know, Sari's strength has always been um, her, her skill at problem solving, um, in the experience of kids that come to camp, but also in what I believe is something she's very humble about is because she's, as as I know we all do in the industry, is you become somewhat of a parent coach too, right? So you're managing and Sari in our operation really manages the client experience, you know, onboarding parents, building relationship with parents, the camper experience, and obviously using her skills as a trained occupational therapist, inclusion is a big part of what we do at at Robinhood. So Sari's, you know, main focus is really her connections to campers and and, uh, families, um, you know, in terms of big picture. And mine has been sort of consistent with, you know, um, I guess my personality and that is, you know, I'm very much involved in program and, and Kelly, I think some of the reasons we connect is we, we like to get into daily program with kids and, and we, and we, we don't want to give that part up. So I do do a lot of schmoozing with uh, campers and their families and, and love to be pick my spots with uh, the camper daily experience. But I also have Being just, and I I don't say this just, but as a physical educator, that was my training. So over the last twenty years, I've been proud of the fact that I've been become more in tune with the business side of camp. Working with staff has been a big part of what I do. Um, So we've been able to find our our silos, uh, but you know, uh, I think as probably with you, you know, big camp decisions, uh, big investments on the on in the program. You know, we do so much collaboratively, but have our own buckets that we uh, call our own, which, uh, which works really well.
1: Was it hard to determine what your roles would be? Or when you took over from Sari's parents? Or were you already so entrenched in what your roles were that it wasn't hard to say, okay, you're going to do this, and I'm going to do this?
3: I think it well, was I, the latter. Yeah. I, I yeah. personally think it was the latter. Like I think Howie definitely being a section head and shining there and the programming. Um, and that's naturally where he gravitates to, which is awesome. Um, and I'm more a little bit more behind the scenes. And uh, and so that fit perfectly. So I uh, that's how I felt.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I also have to give credit, and, and we won't get into this, but depending on anyone's situation in these, in in either family succession and camping or, you know, a couple like yourselves that that buy, you know, a camp and have to make some certain decisions on how you're gonna, you know, divide and conquer. I give credit to to Sari's dad, I think, who as part of our ment- the mentorship he gave us and sort of the vision of knowing our strengths was able to be a, a real you know, guide in that process, which allowed when, when the day co- came where we actually were purchasing camp and making it our own, things had really settled into those roles because he played such a role in shaping uh, and knowing our strengths as people uh, and giving us sort of that piece. So, you know, I know people, there are different people in different situations in the camp world, but we were lucky enough to have someone, and it wasn't sort of kind of this master plan kind of thing like his personality was just the way it it just sort of organically morphed into that so that's sort of how it how it came to be. That's cool. What about you guys?
1: Shout out to siri's father, by the way, your father in law. That's awesome. I don't know, Pierre, you want to describe our situation?
4: (laughs) Hmm. Um I mean I think from a like day-to-day camp operation standpoint, I definitely am behind the scenes. Um, I have another job, so that's probably one of the biggest portions for that. Um, I, I kind of see myself as filling in the holes that happen from one day to the next, whether that's, you know, actually programming stuff that probably doesn't happen as much as much as much it is a, a guide and a I guess you could even say a mentor a little bit on problem solver that's probably the biggest thing is solving problems when there's behind the scenes problems that we need to fix that's usually when i get pulled in and then all of the wonderful grounds and maintenance things that <laughs> happen around here that continue year-round so um i'm the ceo of a another company a family-owned company between my father brother and sister and myself um, So that takes a considerable amount of my time but the pandemic's actually been for me personally pretty great because my travel's gone from 30 or 40% of the time to almost nothing um so that gives me a lot more flexibility to be around camp as much as i want to be um and that's more just beginning of the camp season. I was here a lot this year, um especially with news staff just pitching in and looking like I fit in, and as things were running a little bit more smoothly or at least felt like they were <laughs> <laughs> um then I you know kind of snuck back behind the scenes again so i I just I'm everywhere and nowhere
1: <laughs> yeah, I would say he has been more, like, like you said, more involved this past during the pandemic than ever. I mean, in the beginning, obviously, and previous to this summer, I felt like it was, um, you know, the day-to-day, the, you know, maintenance, all that kind of stuff, my, uh, therapist and legal counsel and, you know, but especially our leadership team, we pulled in Peter a lot for big decisions that need, I mean, we had to make as a couple really big decisions in the past, just like you did. Um, but then also we'll be like, well, what would Peter do? Okay. What do we think Peter would say? Okay. Let's call Peter. Let's, <laughs> let's get Peter. And uh, cause he's a great problem solver decision maker. And it's been a nice outside perspective from our leadership team. We get so immersed that it's nice to be able to ask Peter things when he's not here every day or typically hasn't been here all the time to give us an outside perspective and to come in with a different lens. Um, especially for me, a less emotional lens, um, that won't surprise you, Howie. Um, but to give me a less emotional one, which, you know, there's times where I'm like, Peter, you're not here every day. I'm like, okay, wait, yes. That's why I asked you what your opinion was. So, um, yeah, it's it's he's here and he's not all at the same time. But um, it used to be where he would leave for the day, do his job in a suit and walk by all of us in our camp attire. And then he would come back and having to smell all of us camp professionals that had been here all day outside running around. So it was very, very different. But I would say, yeah, this year, year and a half looks a little bit different. But I, I otherwise, it, that's how I, it works for us.
0: Yeah. No, I find it very interesting because I'm sure there are people listening you know, Sari and I have had sort of this morphing into this this role, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who either are partners and or and or spouses that um, both come from a corporate background and want to get into camp, or maybe you know one partner has a corporate background, and I'm assuming Peter, I can describe what you do is is a little more corporate in the sense that you know in terms of family business and structure and things of that kind, and I find it really interesting you know, the role, seeing it from the lens of your other life too is kind of must be, you know, I'm sure it's incredibly valuable, especially during this last 18 months when for many of us in the business had to look at our businesses as businesses rather than this more holistic thing. And I know I've spoken on on previous shows where, you know, Sari and I, in terms of our training, it took a lot of digging into topics and processes and symptoms from, a corporate lens that we never really had to do because as we all know, in the camp industry, you get in this cycle and you just operate your business of closing and finishing the books and opening registration and raising your fees a little bit and blah, blah, blah. So I find it really interesting when, you know, Peter can be brought in to maybe see it from that lens. I know that we naturally, Sari and I don't see it nece- have had to learn how to see it from that lens. Have you found there have been real moments, post-purchasing camp where, Peter, you got to bring in that that lens either in your own discussions or with the team or anything like that?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think from, I mean, my responsibilities and just sort of say the macro finances of camp, yeah, um, both our personal portion of it and, <laughs> you know, the actual camp operations, um, you know, I have a lot of experience in we're a consulting company. That's what I do in my day-to-day business. So we're hourly rates function very similar to a lawyer. Um yeah. and we're always looking at rates and adjusting rates and raising prices and, you know, or adjusting them based on, you know, market influences and other things. So um that and along with, you know, a pandemic that's squarely focused on healthcare, which is what my other job is. I have a large professional team that are very versed in infection control so there was a lot of things that i i would guess that probably made a lot of camp owners over the past couple years very nervous and wary and that's my day-to-day life so bringing it here and you know what we needed to do and um at least for me it was i had a lot of value to bring and then it wasn't as maybe as taxing or as stressful as it may have been if I didn't have that experience. And the same thing with legal issues or HR. We have, you know, we're a mid-sized company. So we're not a small company. So we have a you know, relatively speaking, a fair amount of resources. So if we run into something here, I have a professional at work that I can call and say, Yeah, you know, hiring practices, you know, firing practices, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, any of those legal kind of things. Um, we have a resource for that, so that that's been mm-hmm. really good for a small business to have those otherwise, you know, small businesses don't even know in the u s about PPP loans and other things you know yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: so. well, that's yeah. always that, that's always sort of you know, given what we do, we try to find the 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 right line between being very campy, so to speak, when we approach certain topics, but also recognizing that there is a you know the I think the worst thing a camp director wants to be described as is having their program be too corporate. Like, that's not what they want. Yeah. And finding the healthy balance between doing all the right things that you have to do and still keeping the essence of and the spirit of what we do as camp professionals and, and to have, you know, obviously to have someone so tied in your cir- circumstance, you know, is really, you know, super beneficial. And, uh, yeah, I can see how you guys can bring your both of your worlds together to 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 sort of navigate all the stuff we've we've been we, we've been doing we uh for Sari and I and Sari can speak to this it, at the beginning of the pandemic we we put our son through business school so he could help us basically. <laughs> so We were a bit
3: of a homegrown uh, reaching out to our social connections. So we, yeah, our son and, and our daughter really jumped into play to be able to, to help us out with a lot of that consulting. And then also the networking that we do and the connections we do with our families has helped a lot too. Um So if we needed some insight and stuff. We were able to reach out to close friends and families, but also the families that have been loyal to us to give us some insight as well.
0: Yeah. So, so Kelly, you know, you know what the, you know, the the million dollar question that people are, people are asking, like, they're just saying like, how do you make it work? Like <laughs> you're with each other, like all the time, like, how do you do this? And uh, do you have any, uh, is there, is there is secret
4: sauce? Is there a magic? Is that how, what's, what do you think? I, I, the thing I would just say is you have to like that person. I mean like <laughs> really I mean like if you're gonna do this as a partnership your the things in your relationship I mean if you're looking to go into it your relationship has to be good long before you <laughs> jump into it because I mean in six years there's stressful things and some of those are the things you especially for us I think you talked about of like really campy and I'm half campy and half not campy and bringing some of those things in cause stress and don't fit and others are necessary even though they don't feel right and it's a stressful job too I mean it's fantastic and great but like any job there's some stressful times and when you have to walk from your office into your house and look at each other and make dinner you better like each other and (laughs) know how to talk to each other and deal with it now so that it doesn't you know cuz you got to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again for the kids yeah. you know so yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we we say all the time like something better not happen to one of us because who would ever want to step into the situation <laughs> like three kids on a summer camp like there was a very small subset of people that would love this the way we love it and love to do it together you know but we joke all the time like lord we better live together all like we better make it to a long time because no one else is going to want to step into this. But yeah, I agree with that. You really got to like each other.
0: Yeah. Sari. I mean, even our kids, friends growing up, they would often come up to us, right. And say things like my parents could never do what you guys do.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
3: Absolutely. I mean, we got to what I got to watch it growing up with my own parents. So I had a bit of a window that way. Um, But definitely and but I do think like, we also have our own interests too. And I think you have to really balance life off, um, off. So it's not all business. Although I do have to say like, you wake up in the middle of the night, and you look at each other, especially during the pandemic and say, Oh, my gosh, do we think about this? Or what about doing that? And, um, so, as much as you try and put boundaries in place and you try and balance out your life with other things, you gotta love what you do. And I think that 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 has really, I think for both of us and and for you guys as well, I can see it is it's it's more than just a business, right? It's something we all love to do, and you wake up loving it most mornings. um, and even when there are those stressful parts, it feels so good when you can get past those stressful parts um in the business. And I think, um, one of the biggest things I've learned from camp, and I think Howie pushes me, is to get outside my comfort zone. Like I am not as much of an extrovert as though people will often say. Like, but you're in camp, and I'm like, I know, but I'm really not an extrovert. Um, but Howie and our team will push us and um, to get out there and do the best that you can be. Um, so, I don't know that's part of our relationship that I think has made me grown grow over the years too. Yeah.
0: And in many ways, camp, you know, camp is, as much as you don't want to admit it, you got to own the reality of your lifestyle that you've chosen, right? It is 24-7 in so many ways. There there isn't a day that you don't talk about the business. And as as our kids have grown up, and and I'm sure the same with you, is trying to find those boundaries when, you know, your kids aren't necessarily hearing mom and dad talk about camp again and 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 stuff like that you know we've had to navigate that our kids are adults now and and there but there have been moments where you try to you know it's 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 easy to to morph into conversations about camp um when you're not at camp or during the off season and 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 you know i think it's it's a bit of a learning curve No, know, knowing how to pick your spots and you know uh, you know we've been very tried to be very conscious especially when the kids were young Like you know, here they go again, they're talking about camp again, or, you know, like, we just, you know, we've tried really hard. And and let's be honest, like, this lifestyle that we all have as partners in business and in life, I mean, the, the cycle of camp does afford us to develop, you know, what we believe to be, I know, I can speak for Sari, like, such incredibly important relationships with our kids in terms of you know, I I've I prided myself on coaching my boys who have an interest in the sport that I love and things like that, and we do things, you know, with our daughter. Like it just doing it together has been, you know, incredibly rewarding. So, you know, my, my plug for if you can do this, and I do agree with Peter, if you like each other enough uh, <laughs> to do this, then you know, I think I think there's a real there's a real reward at the end, and for us, it's been seeing our kids grow up. Um, and then, you know, another topic we could explore too is, you know, even having our kids grow up at the camps we own and, and what that means for them socially and, and all those things, because those are considerations. Do you want your kids growing up in an environment where their parents are seen as the bosses and the, the stigma that our kids sometimes have to deal with, with, with that reality? And I know Sari can speak to that because, you know, and I, know, I don't want to steal her thunder, but, you know, you know, she worked you had hard. To work.
3: You almost had to work harder to be able to prove yourself because you never wanted anybody to think, oh, you got it because your parents are the owners. Um, and so I think our kids have done a really good job of trying to be under the radar, especially like at our overnight camp with that. Um, but at the day camp, I know Jordana, you know, there was a time when when she felt that that same pressure. And then you get to a point where it's like, I've made, I've made it, I've proven myself and I am good to go. Um, But it definitely can be that additional stressor. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Having them
1: in the home. I, I think, you know, like, there's no, like you said, how do you make it work? I don't think there's any perfect situation. Like I think about there's times most of the time where I'm like, oh, I wish Peter was here every day. You know, I'm at the camp he grew up with. So there's many times where I wish he was here all the time and we're doing it together. But I also, like Peter had said, those resources and being able to have that outside perspective is so valuable, especially the past year and a half, you know, he was saying, Kelly, we're going to be a mask. I'm like, no, no way, Peter. He's like, oh yeah, you're going to be wearing masks all the time. I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, So I mean, he was like the crystal ball of what was coming. Um, so it's very interesting but you know in the that boundary is hard and i and I think the past year and a half that boundary has been extra challenging especially with kids our kids are all in the home and so it's always difficult of the conversations I want to have while we're making dinner and then are they listening are they not like not saying names of staff or you just want you know because he comes home and I want to talk shocker um but <laughs> and but also having I mean, the kids at home the past year and a half was Really hard. And it was really hard, especially for me to uh, not let that emotion show and being able to separate the two, especially when you're home and your office are right there. So th- that boundary piece is was definitely tested, yeah. I would say. so. But, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about leading into how summer was for each of us. So do you want to, the two of you quickly, this (laughs) could be another hour episode, Um, but I talked to Howie, but Siri, how was the summer for you? Howie told me that on the last, when we were talking that he's never, um, he doesn't think you've ever had to
3: work. You worked the hardest you ever did this summer. Um, I mean, it definitely was the most intense summer ever. But I was just saying to Howie, and and I've said it a few times in the last couple of months, that upon reflection, I honestly, last summer is somewhere in my brain, locked away somewhere. Like, I just don't want to unpack it. And and it's almost an unconscious thing, but I do not, unless I really have to, I don't want to pull it out. I don't want to think about it. I am grateful to the team we had, to our family, to our friends that supported us through this. And the amazing team that we could really depend on as we went through the summer. And and definitely as a camp director, we're always prepared that crazy things are going to happen and crazy things definitely happened. And yes, you can plan ahead for some, but you can never always be fully prepared. And, and that was like any typical summer, but on steroids. Um, But it's definitely packed away and I'm just focusing on moving forward and grateful that we are moving forward. Mm-hmm. um how we actually do you want to tell them what you've heard people re- refer that to like childbirth like mm. was, right and then you just forget about that and and look at all the great experiences you have moving forward that was last summer and you have other
0: kids and you you did, like I was I was trying to i Sarah and I were talking I said I heard someone referred to like that and, I, and she said yeah, oh yeah like it's really really yeah. interesting um yeah.
1: Bob Ditter just did a webinar and it was about taking care of yourself as a camp director and they called it campnesia. So uh-huh, I think it's okay right, to yeah. have campnesia for right. this past summer. So, yeah,
0: that is awesome. I never heard that. I think that's, that's brilliant. That's a, that's a, that says it all. I yes, think, it does. yeah, for yep. sure. And, yes, it does. and, you know, I, I think you're right. We could spend a lot of time, you know, Sari and I were, privilege to be in a position to work with you know the greater camp community in 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 Ontario up here in Canada to to give our time and our efforts to help with great people to get us to where we were to start the summer and that again is something that's been important in our lives as camp professionals too but i i was just going to add you know kelly and peter that you know where where peter has you know, and, and this may be true. What I'm about to say for the two of you, but I know for Sari and I, we're in it daily in the office with our people every day. We 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 sometimes, as partners in this business, and again, I say this to everybody, and I I, I can only speak for ourselves. It's like they see us at our best times and some of our worst times. Meaning our full time people, right? When you do this together. You, you know, you'd like to think, you know, they, they see our relationship play out in real time when we're most stressed, when we're our happiest, when we're not seeing eye to eye and, you know, that takes some navigating. And, you know, I think that to do this as partners, whether it's in a pandemic or not, you've got to be okay in your skin to, and I think this is true as a camp director in general, but. You can't put on a show all the time. You're, people who are closest to you in your operation are going to see this partnership as real as it can be. And and Sari and I think part of our success, I think, is we've owned that too. You know, lots of jokes about our closest of the closest colleagues looking at our kids and saying, well, yeah, mom and dad had a really tough day to do. You know, like it was just one of those and I don't know if other people who are in this can relate to that, but Sari and I try to be as real as possible. So, you know, our offices at Camp are divided by a wall, and sometimes they'll hear us, you know, doing our thing between the wall. And oh, we're not going to go and talk to Howie and Sari right now; they're having a moment or whatever. But that's part of like we have found the the sort of the, the joys and realities of of the lifestyle we have and working together. So that's something that you know. I think when you're thinking about doing this or have been in it for a while, I I hope, I hope you can relate to that. I, I just feel Mm -hmm. that's been a part of our working and personal relationship over the years as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think you speak to, I hear what I'm thinking about is that team around you and yeah, they see like in the summer, I think for sure we, we do not a role reversal, but the weight goes more on Peter for sure um of our family life and so you know he orders the hello fresh and he knows the kids' schedules and he's like Kelly we are leaving for base or we're leaving for lacrosse are you coming or not so you know and then when typically in the normal world when he's traveling I'm taking more of that heavy load so we definitely share that, but it's a, a, a different times of year. So it works for us, but I definitely notice also that leadership team around us. Um, yeah, they see the good and the bad, and they also are so important for our family, especially mm-hmm. this summer. You know, one of my kids said to, um, Ms. Chris, who works for me, mom, mom was really crying a lot yesterday, you know? And she's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, cause I, this summer we re- I'd be weeping, doing the dishes. Like I couldn't even hold it in doing, that. I was just like standing at the sink weeping. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Like it makes me weepy now, but you know, I think they, they know what that's like. So then they can support our family too, which is incredible. Like they knew how hard it was. So we're supporting them, but they really are that support for our family and the two of us and our kids. So as much as there, there is that hard and they see the best and the worst. They also are like this family you choose, like these extra aunts and uncles and people for our kids that when you talk about the gifts of this and that time with our children is huge and being able to see them. But I think one of the biggest gifts is that community for our family. Like, I mean, Lord when you have a wedding coming up how do you even cut down that guest list of people that are important to you like half of them like i have family and i have camp and i have my friends like it's a it's a second family to us and they were vital and they are vital i think in how how we did that but i don't know like, you know Peter it was interesting to hear your spert- perspective Siri on summer um i'm curious this is like a couples therapy what how would you describe summer for you Peter or what i mean when you have to sum it up do you have campnesia or what's your perspective? You're good at this part, the reflection.
4: Well, I mean, I, like I said, for me, it was sort of, it's odd because personally it was fantastic. Cause I got to be a lot more involved. I, I mean, I used some of the skills that I'm feel very good at and, you know, brought them to camp to make things better. So but you, at the same point in time, I mean, <laughs> we talk about with our kids, like, your mood <laughs> and how that can affect, like, all of us that live together. And not that you don't have the right to that, but sort of, you know, how you interact with people, despite no matter what your mood is, you you know, you have to be cognizant of that. And I think we, we saw that more this summer from Kelly because it was just camp wasn't as fun as it was in years past. It's one year, you know, it's a good year to have some Campnesia for (laughs) Um, doesn't mean there wasn't great experiences and fun and looking back on it. You know what I mean? Just like a kid, like those edges get softened and uh, you only remember the good things mostly. Um, So, I mean, it was sort of a mixed bag for me. It was, you know, being a supportive spouse was not hard, but you know what I mean? Like I want yeah. her to be happy and enjoying it. And that's hard to see. I mean, especially with, you know, something that I love. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you like, how is that possible? But then, you know what I mean? Spending time like, Oh geez, I know how that's possible. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sort of like that we, we listened to a podcast and they are just talking about this paradox, right. Of like, how things can be two things can be completely right. And I think this camp season was another good example of that. Like, it was completely successful and fantastic and sometimes terrible at the exact same time. Yes, like, <laughs> oh, how do I, I deal was- with that? I mean, you know, <laughs> uh-huh.
3: I think yeah. there was this hypersensitivity um, yeah. is I think the word of the summer um, when I reflect back on it is that everybody was just so hypersensitive. So you could have had a Campwide special day that was like amongst your mediocre kind of camp wide special day but to everybody it was amazing it was out of this world because we were so secluded before and then brought into so i think um there was that hypersensitivity to everything but it would go on the other side of it too when you talked about relationships and how people were dealing with things you had the negative side so it definitely was this up and down all at the same time or you thought you had everything totally worked out. And that first day we talked about the summer was the summer of oh, shit, like we would look (laughs) at each other, and your eyes would well up. And you're like, I thought we had this covered. But how are we going to actually survive today? And then the next day, we definitely went back to the drawing board. And we made it work. And you kind of that was your amnesia (laughs) like that went out Mm -hmm. of your head. And you just look forward from there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The par- I mean, I say this to everybody, you know, when they ask me how the summer was, which I'm sure we're all getting the same question. Uh, it was joy and stress on the, in the exact same moment. You know, we all walked around, you walk around your overnight camp, you walk around your day camp and you're seeing kids being kids again. But at the same time, the other side of your brain is saying, okay, but we have all these pro public health protocols and we have to manage this and we have to manage that. So, so I think that that was, it, as intensified as ever as professionals and then this dynamic of of doing it with your life partner and spouse and and just making you know sure it all goes well is is so is so critical so i i yeah i i totally agree with the the concept of the paradox for sure <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a it's a really good one
1: Yes, it is. Well, we have so many other questions we want to get to, Howie, but <laughs> no. we are getting close to our time of trying to be cognizant. So we might have to just save these for a next discussion. We might maybe have to be a annual thing where we bring our spouses on and be kind of fun.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think so, too, because I think, you know, this this idea of, you know, getting other guests who are in this same situation would be really good too. It'd be really great to hear how other people have been navigating it, or maybe even considering I've often found, you know, when it comes to ACA or OCA sessions at conferences, I've really enjoyed meeting other couples that are doing this too. And I've been in sessions where we can really just honestly talk about things. And I, I think, I think that this is a very Uh, Not surprising subset of camp professionals in our industry, you know, uh, spouses who do this work together. And it's uh, it's kind of a networking group that, uh, you know, deserves a little more attention because all of our circumstances um, are are so different, um, you know, and uh, it would be interesting to find very niche topics in the future to to explore for sure. Uh, but i have to say that uh you know it's really been nice for the four of us to be on this and and we just want to give thanks it was just the canadian thanksgiving uh up here in canada so we we've, we've spent uh, a lot of time being grateful for the opportunity to get together with uh with family and friends and you know doing it safely and continuing to be on hopefully this trajectory of uh some some more normalcy in our lives. But we also want to thank our sponsors. And and the next sponsor that we definitely want to thank on the show is Camp Brain. Uh, they've been with us since the beginning. And uh, Camp Rain is Camp Rain Camp Management Software, which serves over 1300 plus camps uh, across the world. And they've been doing it since 1994 with an incredible team of 45 plus dedicated staff to meet your every need uh, every need. In fact, uh, uh, here's what Tom Horner says. Uh, Tom is the owner of Catalina Island Camps, and this is what he says on his experience with Camp Brain. Camp Brain is a great product for camps looking for flexibility in managing their summer camp registration, staff hiring, and conference center outdoor education bookings. It's powerful and a complete tool for our programs. Um, and thanks to Tom for that quote, but also I couldn't agree more as a longtime time Camp Brain user, it is uh, full service and uh, it's great to see that uh, people are feeling the same way uh, about Camp Brain. We encourage you to check out Camp Brain at campbrain.com or call them at 866-485-8885 and we, Kelly and I, continue to thank them for their continued support of the Camp Owners Podcast.
1: All right, so Howie and our spouses, um, we always like to end our show the same way, which is we want to end with something that's inspiring us right now. This can be a book, article, podcast, documentary, leadership quote, or anything else that inspires us to be better camp professionals. Um, So we'll each give a chance to share and we'll put it in the show notes, but people share. Um, I would say the thing that's inspiring me most is I have... Like Sari, um, it's back there at the Campnesia of the summer. And I honestly haven't really wanted to even go there until I'd say the past two weeks. I've been able to really think, okay, let's let's go. Let's go again. And so I listened, uh, like I said, to that Bob Ditter podcast. And he was talking about this summer how camp professionals just were really those frontline workers. And that, to me, felt really inspiring. Like, yes, we were frontline workers for children This summer and um, gave lots of meaning, even though it was hard to this summer. So I really liked hearing that um, and giving some, not justification, but but some of that, like it's okay how you felt the past month to just not be able to go there to think about it. And the recovery that it required, I really felt like I needed a month to recover from camp. And I'm not just now coming out of that. So um, I really like that podcast. If others haven't listened to it from ACA, the Bob Ditter, um, the podcast or pre- camp professionals about mental health. So I'll put that re- resource and link in mine, um, but that would be my inspiration. Howie, uh, what about you?
0: Well, I, I go back to my tried and true uh, season two of Ted Lasso just ended. It was, continues to be an incredible television watching, inspirational journey for me personally. And uh, a quote out of the last episode just came up that I, I really uh, connected with. The quote is A good mentor hopes you'll move on, a great mentor knows you will. And uh, I think of in my own personal life, of people who have been a mentor to me, uh, but I also feel at this stage in my life and in my profession, how I see the young people that I work with, with a very different lens around uh, mentorship and skill building and confidence boosting, and how the best compliment as a mentor you can have is when they get the opportunities to blossom, not only within your organization, but quite frankly, outside of your organization. Uh, And uh, it's a good feeling. And uh, I think I know. Sarah and I were watching that episode at the same time, and we sort of looked at each other when that when that when that was said, and it was like, "Oh, that is that's that's about as true a statement as as I can remember, and ident- and for sure I can identify with it." So we'll put it in. And um, yes, Ted Lasso—it's a place for so much goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. it's the best it's the best <laughs> uh okay peter i did not prepare you so i will just fully disclose that um i did not prepare you for this but having warned you at the beginning of the episode do you have something that you would share
4: i will okay. um so i think one of the things that i've been recognizing in my other other professional life and i think it's applicable here too is we've spent a lot of time just getting through today right and then What can I do tomorrow? Um, Our organization has had small, mini strategic plannings because it just doesn't feel humanly possible to think much farther in advance. Um, So I have a simple little book. It's called Five Where Will You Be in Five Years? Um, Little tiny book, quick read, just sort of gets you in that point of reference, thinking towards the future, thinking about where you want to be, I think, after. Last couple of years, a lot of people have been shaken a little bit to saying, maybe I do want to start my own camp or whatever you want to do out there. So, good little primer to be able to do that, I think, on topic with today's discussion. So, mm-hmm.
3: All right. Okay. Sari, what about you? And I guess mine's been, as we start preparing for next year and registrations are rolling in and lots of families are asking great questions and giving some feedback about last summer. And we go back to that hypersensitivity and campers and staff really socially not having the time to practice their social skills. We did see, I think amongst all our camps, some behaviors and some interactions that just were not typical of other years. And so I have been going back to remind families about two of my favorite resources. And one is from Rick Lavoie. It's called Fat City. And it's a video where you actually get to do different types of activities and feel what it's like to have a learning disability or an attention issue and just helping to build tolerance amongst people. Uh, So that's one. And then socialthinking.com is a great website that has some amazing books written for kids and teenagers about just how to really work together and and get back into that social realm of, of um because I think we were in a, like a social deficit for so long and just getting back to it. So those are two of my resources that I'll send your way.
0: Amazing, amazing! Thanks for all those things. That's a great cross section of really good stuff on this uh, on this show for sure. Um, if uh, if people want to get a hold of us. Um, I'm gonna ask uh everybody to uh sort of share how we can connect. Um, for myself, it's howiecamprobinhood.ca. at camp You can find me at Howie Grossinger on Instagram. Um Peter, how uh people can get to you on on topics related to camp or perhaps even in your other professional life? What's what's the best way to get a hold of
4: you? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh I can share my email address. It's you know, reflects my uh age well so it's peter shuna one big word at hotmail.com it's a good place to uh <laughs> send me told yeah something. hotmail
1: we yeah. love
4: the 90s I told some guy the other day it just reflects my age now i'm going to change it to <laughs> icloud or something so
0: or so or i mean it would you would have been older if you had an aol.com yeah no too. that's
4: my father so i, I don't <laughs> can't quite go back that far but <laughs> terry
3: And mine is Sari at camprobinhood.ca, just like cows. I don't know what my Instagram one is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And mine is Kelly with a Y at hiddenpinesranch.com. Peter, we'll have to get you an email, and then we can just send all the disgruntled parents your way. That'd be great.
0: Oh, that's good. I'm glad this is recorded. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, For posterity. so uh, this has been really special. I know uh, there was a little bit of arm twisting, uh, not too much. You guys are awesome. And thank you so much for the insight and such a great discussion. So many so many um, great offshoots can happen in the future for this. Uh, we are really, really thankful that you would, you joined us today. Um, listeners, please don't forget that you can find all of our show notes at gocamp.pro slash ownerspod. You can find the resources that we mentioned in this episode and lots of good stuff there uh, from our show and other Go Camp Pro podcasts out there. There's such an incredible library. Check it out. We really hope you got something out of this discussion. We really appreciate you listening and we can't wait to see you next time and uh, share with you uh, some really great future guests as well on the Camp Owners Podcast. Take care, everybody.
2: Thanks for tuning in to the Camp Owners Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, you can find our show notes at gocamp.pro slash ownerspod. The Camp Owners Podcast is part of the GoCamp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp pros of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, camp pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a GoCamp Pro podcast, a masterclass, from the Summer Camp Pros group on Facebook, at a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, we can encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their brilliant ideas and make the camp industry better. Thanks very much.